You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Belinda Mulder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. My sermon topic is Drop That Rock. Drop That Rock. And for now, that's not going to make sense, okay? But it's going to make sense by the end of today. Is that okay? Today we celebrated the Be Bold Women's Conference and had the privilege to hear the hearts of so many beautiful, beautiful, godly women. Amen. We can celebrate the weaknesses and the strengths in each one of us because our weaknesses and strengths in the hands of Jesus become something beautiful. Because I'm bold, because I'm strong is only because of the grace of God. We celebrate ladies that have come from different circumstances, different backgrounds. We saw Sakina that came as a podcaster and a student. We saw Hope that came as a student as well. We saw Tani Joey, beautiful Auntie Joey, our eagle that came from, a, from another perspective. We saw Sis Lindy and we saw Tolo, a, a, a mommy that's just started on her journey of raising children. And each one of these are going through different seasons and different times and different challenges and different things in their lives. And maybe you can identify with one of them and maybe your season doesn't look like one of them, but something that they're going through kind of makes a resonating in your hearts this morning. As women of God, we know that any advancement in our lives can only come because of the grace of God. Amen? Only come because of the grace of God. We are brave because of Him. How can we be brave without Him, church? We are strong because of our God. We are capable because of Jesus. We have a future because we have a God. And we have a voice because of Him. I'm here to tell you this morning that everything our God does is bold. Everything our God does is bold. His love is bold. He came to this earth to die for mankind, not even knowing that mankind will choose Him. That is a bold move. What do you say? His trust is bold. He trusts us with His precious Holy Spirit. That is a bold trust, right? His heart is bold because He loves us over and over again. He says to us, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come to me. And you know what? His healing is bold. He's here to heal every broken heart. He's here to heal any relationship. He's here to heal anybody. If you have sickness in your body today, maybe you're trusting the Lord for a miracle this morning. I want to tell you, I serve a bold God. Amen? I serve a bold God. And He is ready to meet you where you're at. Amen? God's giving is bold. God continues to give and to give and to give. And His forgiveness is bold. I want to tell you, we must be the daddy's girls this morning. Amen. Because we're saying we are the Be Bold Conference. And you know what? In our own strength, we cannot be bold. In my own strength, I'm not bold. But in my God, I will scale a mountain. How does that sound, girls? 
In my own strength, I cannot face tomorrow. In my God, I can face tomorrow knowing that someone is there that knows what's coming for me. And guess what? He's ready to face it with me. Amen? Women are not invisible to my God. Amen? God sees women. He understands women and He wants to be with women. His heart saw the demon-possessed Mary and He loved her. He wants to save her and draw him to Himself. He went to the woman at the well. His love drew him to the woman at the well and He gave her a purpose again. He gave her a, a purpose to worship again. Just to mention two beautiful ladies that were in Jesus' life. Amen. I want to tell you, His presence is here today. His presence is here today to meet with you. Amen. His presence is here today to meet with you. Whether you are Mary, a woman that needs an intervention from heaven, that is going to have to change your whole world, or you're a woman at the well who has had some challenges in your life and you've come through some stuff, God is not put off by who you are and what you've been through. Amen? His presence is here to meet you wherever you're at. Are you ready to meet Him? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you ready to meet with God? He's the solution to every fear. Who has fear in the building? Can we be real just for one second? Who has fear in the building this morning? He's the answer to every question. Who's got questions this morning? He's the healer for every broken heart. Who has a broken heart in the building this morning? And he's the anchor for every soul. Who needs an anchor? We're in the right space for the Holy Spirit to invade us. Amen? He is the solution, church. He's not ashamed, overwhelmed, or put off by what you are going through. He's not ashamed or put off or deterred by what you are going through or the circumstances that you are facing because His love is boundless and His mercies are forever. Amen? This is the God we serve. So I want to take a moment this morning and I was saying, Lord, what do I speak about in a conference like this? There are so many beautiful women to speak about in the Bible. We can speak about Esther, the bold queen that ran into the, the, the palace and, and saved a nation. We can speak about Deborah. Don't we just love Deborah, right? Who pulls out her sword and just kills 600 men on the battlefield. Amen. <laughs> We can speak about Mary, Jesus' mother, who had the boldness to actually carry the Savior of the world, not even knowing what tomorrow will bring. We can speak about so many courageous women, Hannah, that came into the temple and worshipped in her time and space where there was a mystery of not even knowing when she would bear a child. I can go on and on and on about beautiful women in the Bible that have been brave and strong. And I said, Lord, which, which character would, would you like me to speak about this morning? And um, the Lord said to me, let's talk about the lady who was caught in adultery. And I was like, okay, so you're going to show me something in the story for your woman. 
And I'm telling you, I have something for you by the grace of God. Can we read John 8 verse 2 to 11? Just to put us all on the same page. It says, early in the morning, Jesus, he came back from the temple. And all the people came to him and he sat down and taught them. The scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and placed her in the midst. They said to him, teacher, this woman has been caught in the act of adultery. Now in the law of Moses, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. So what do you say? This they said to test him, that they might have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and wrote with his finger in the ground. And as they continued to ask him, he stood up and he said to them, Let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her. And once more he bent down and wrote on the ground. And when they heard it, they went away one by one, beginning from the oldest one. And Jesus was left alone with this woman standing before him. Jesus stood up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. From now on, sin no more. What a beautiful story of grace and mercy. But you know what? I've read the story so many times, but I've seen something different in the story preparing for today. Jesus was teaching in the temple one morning and the religious authorities were there and they brought this woman to Jesus. They had dragged her through Jerusalem to Jesus. And they came to Jesus with this lady and they said, Jesus, what are we going to do? We are going to stone her. She has been caught in adultery. What do you say? Amen. So, Immediately, I start thinking, being caught in adultery, maybe there should be someone else. Maybe. So I kind of went to go look at the law of Moses and see, but in Leviticus 20, what does it say when someone is caught in adultery? And when I saw in Leviticus 20, according to the law, they had referred to both the man and the woman having to have equal share in the penalty if they were caught in this act. Yeah, they are bringing a woman before Jesus, but the other person is missing. So I'm kind of like, this story doesn't make sense, right? <laughs> so immediately the this, this, this story doesn't make sense. But this woman is brought to make it a spectacle, to put Jesus in a place. Because either way, if he told her, stone her, he would be in trouble. And if he told them, don't stone her, he would have been in trouble. With the law or not the law. Amen? So Jesus comes and his silence must have irritated and surprised them so much. Because they bring this woman, they drag her through Jerusalem. Can you imagine the embarrassment this woman had to go through? They drag her in front of Jesus and they bring her and Jesus is silent. The creator of the universe who can hear the thoughts of man. Every single man in that crowd is silent. Can you imagine? He just bends down on the ground and he writes with his finger on the ground. They continue to ask. They're not going to give up. They are ready to confront Jesus. So they're carrying on saying, Jesus, 
this woman, we're going to stone her. She was caught in the act of adultery. The other person, whatever, I don't know where he is, but she's here and let's stone her. And Jesus stands up and he says to them, let him who is without sin among you throw the first stone. And what does he do after that? He bends down again and he writes in the ground. And I've read the scripture so many times, but for the first time, I saw how profound this moment was because Jesus bends down before the sinful woman on two separate occasions to write in the ground. The creator of the universe stoops down to meet with this woman in the dirt. Can we give God a hand? He stoops down in the dust and in the dirt because he knew in that moment she could not stand up to meet him. Let me tell you something this morning, church. Ladies, God is ready to stoop down and meet you in your dirt. Amen? God is ready to meet you at your point of need. Jesus never just stooped down once. Jesus stooped down twice. Again, I'm saying, Lord, your heart for women is just so incredible. He said, I'm not done yet. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> it's kind of how the Lord speaks to me sometimes. And so remember, Jesus was a first century Jewish male. It would have been very, very offensive to the Jewish community around him for a Jewish male to stoop down to the level of a woman, never mind a sinful woman. Can you see what our Jesus did in that moment? He was saying, I did not just come for one part of humanity. I've come for all of humanity. And as important as this side of humanity is, this woman, even in her sinful state, is as important to me. And I, as a Jewish man, will bend down into the dirt. I will get down on the ground and I will get close to her because I'm not afraid of her sin. Amen? Jesus not only lowered himself before the women. Let's think about this. He lowered himself by coming down from, from on high to come and die for us. In humility, he came as a baby. Is that not lowering yourself? And then again, he lowered himself when he was on the cross. And he put his life in the hands of those that he had created. You see, without humility, there can never be a cross because pride never surrenders. Pride never surrenders. And our Jesus came with a humble heart. And then this morning, I was just meditating on that moment. And I said to Les, Les, I'm going to put something in here. Because I've just been reading that scripture where Elijah is waiting for the voice of God. And and. He says, is the voice of God in this mighty, mighty wind that comes, comes through a mountain and breaks rocks? 
Or is the voice of God in this earthquake? Or is the voice of God in a fire? And God says, no, my voice is in the still, small tone. Do you know why? Because if I want to hear you whispering, I need you to come close. I need you to come close. Our God can be a fire. Trust me. Our God can be a wind. And our God can be an earthquake and shake this building. But he bends down and he stoops down to this woman that he can get close to her. And he can whisper to her. You see, our Jesus knew her past. Don't think for one moment Jesus never knew where this woman came from. She, he knew her pain. He knew where she came from. But he also knew the good future he had for her. Amen? Sometimes the only one who knows your pain and how you really feel is Jesus. Because he's the only one who felt the ultimate pain and the ultimate feelings of the absolute despair. Jesus took on all our pain, all our sickness, everything on the cross, everything to say, women, you have a voice. You have a voice. As a Jewish man, I'm going to go down on my knees, not once, but twice. And I'm going to get down close because I want to be close to you. You see, the religious leaders wanted to use their hands to throw rocks at her as a punishment for, his, for her death. Throwing rocks at her. Stephen died at, at rocks being thrown at him. Amen? Jesus was ready to offer his hands as a substitute on the cross. Where somebody was standing with a rock, Jesus was saying, put those rocks down. I'm the only one qualified to throw the rock. And guess what? I'm putting my rock down. Amen? The religious leaders eventually leave and Jesus is left with this woman alone. And Jesus stands up and he says to this woman, Dear woman, where are your accusers? This morning I have a message for you. Jesus is saying to you, dear woman, where are your accusers? I don't think you got that. Let me speak to these ladies here. I want to tell you this morning, Jesus is saying, where are your accusers? The only one that can accuse you is me, and I have refused to. So why are you allowing any other voice of accusation in your life? Amen? You see, the dear woman that was used there comes from the Greek. And it's the same context. He didn't go, dear woman, where are your accusers? It's the same tenderness he used when he spoke to his mother from the cross. Once again, our Jesus just surprises us, amen? So when he said, dear woman, where are your accusers? He's going with the same tender heart as what he was speaking to his mother. He was going to this woman caught in the act of adultery who deserved nothing. But that's our Jesus. He does not look what we deserve. He does not look what we deserve. 
Amen. He wants to bless you with every beautiful blessing in Christ Jesus. Why do you let the voice of the accuser tell you who you are? Whatever that voice is, when you let God be the one, when you let the creator of the universe be the one who determines your worth, you realize what it means to be called worthy. When you let, yes, let's give the Lord a hand, amen. I know this is a deep message. And I know this isn't a jump up message that sometimes we do have, amen. And we will have those messages, amen. But I'm telling you, God has a message for you today. When you let God be the one who determines your worth, you realize what it means to be called worthy. In that lady's moment, that adulterous lady, when she was on the ground, being shamed, being dragged through Jerusalem, being, being, being ready to be stoned, Jesus stoops down and he says to her, my presence already says you are worthy, but I don't even want to look down on you. I'm going to get face to face with you. I'm going to drop my knee and I'm going to get face to face with you. Let's talk. Let's talk. Let's talk. Amen. I want to tell you, <laughs> Jesus wants to talk. Amen. So the problem isn't with the forgiveness of the Father that we've established, right? So where does the problem lie? We know Jesus loves us. We know he's there for us. There isn't a person in history that has advocated more for women than our Jesus. Amen. So who are you in the story? Are you the woman caught in adultery or maybe you've made mistakes? Are you the one accusing somebody of their mistakes? Are you the one putting Jesus on trial? Wow, that just went deep. <laughs> Amen. I think all of us have sometimes played in all three of those movies. Amen. When we do not understand what God is doing, we put him on trial. And whatever God is going to say is in trouble. Right? Can we be real this morning? Or we accuse those around us? Or we are that woman that just keeps making mistakes. And you know what? I make mistakes. Who doesn't? <laughs> and that's why stories like this give so much hope. Because when we make mistakes, we can know our God is not embarrassed by our mistakes, ladies. Our God is not embarrassed about our mistakes. He's ready to come down to us, to meet with us face to face and say, come, let's talk. Come, let's talk. Come, let's talk. I'm in the dust. I'm in the dirt. I'm writing with my finger in the dirt. There's so much speculation what he wrote. It doesn't matter what he wrote. He wrote in the sand and lowered himself to meet a woman that everybody deemed worthy to stone to death. That is the God we serve. Amen. Catherine Kuhlman, one of my faves, 
once asked the Holy Spirit to describe the lingering shame that often remains even after asking God for forgiveness. Who's asked God for forgiveness and sometimes you just feel this lingering shame? It's sometimes called guilt. Can we be honest? So she asked the Holy Spirit to explain to her, what is this? And you know what the reply was? Guilt was picking up the stone Jesus never threw at you and throwing it at yourself. (laughs) Can I say that again? Guilt is picking up that stone that Jesus had full right to throw at you and throwing it at yourself. Are you starting to see how we're going to drop some rocks this morning? Amen? Only Jesus was qualified to throw a stone at a woman caught in adultery. But he never did. Rather, he forgave her and told her to go in peace. He didn't just tell her to go in peace. He said, go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. I love you, but walk in my ways. I love you, but walk in my ways. I love you, but walk in my ways. I love you, walk in my ways. I love you, walk in my ways. I love you, choose my word every day. I love you, hear my heart every day. I'm not going to come in a fire. I'm not going to come in a wind. I'm not going to come in an earthquake. Not that I don't, I can't, I can. Our God can. Come to me. Amen. So just like the women, he has forgiven you. And he has refused to throw any stones at you. Do you pick up the stones Jesus never threw at you and maybe throw it at yourself? (laughs) Can we take a moment to think about that? The stones you think Jesus should have seriously thrown at you, do you pick up those stones and throw them at yourself? Drop that stone. You are forgiven. Amen. Amen. Drop that stone. You are forgiven. You are not too lost for God to find you. You are not too dirty for God to cleanse you. Nothing you have done is too bad for our Jesus to restore you. Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. I'm yet to tell you this morning. Nothing you do puts Jesus off of you. Jesus will never turn his back on you. Jesus will stoop down in the dirt if he has to, if it gives him one moment to make eye contact with you. You are not too hurt for God to to heal you. It's never over. Any trauma you've gone through, any situation you've gone through, anything you've gone through as a woman can be healed by the presence of Jesus and only by the presence of Jesus. Who can heal a broken heart? My Jesus. You're not too far from God to reach you. He's as close as this, the next breath. Jesus. Jesus. Can I say something else? 
you're not too guilty for God to forgive you. And you're not too sinful for God to save you. That is the bold God I serve. Charles Spurgeon, one of my other faves. <laughs> I'm kind of in the old, older generation for some reason. He said, the Lord knows very well that you cannot change your own heart and you cannot cleanse your own nature. But he also knows that he can do both. Amen. So I want to hand out a little gift to you this morning. And while we hand out this little gift, I want to ask you, can we have the courage this morning to maybe forgive ourselves? We've all maybe done things that we would have done differently. But can we have the courage this morning to forgive ourselves? Can we put down that stone or that rock that Jesus could have thrown at us and that we think we so badly deserve? Can we put it down this morning? And not put it down just once, just put it down permanently. Can we do that? I made this, I asked the office staff to help me make these little gifts for you for this morning. I'm telling you, their fine motor skills are perfected after making these gifts because they had to make at least 250 of them for me. Amen. <laughs> but this little gift, there are 20 gray stones in your bag. This is to remind you that you have many opportunities to, to, to throw stones at others. But it's also to remind you that Jesus never used one of those rocks to throw at you. And then the meaning of 20 is balance and harmony. This is how we should live our lives. There's 20 little gray stones in there. We should live our lives in balance and harmony. Then I put in one pink stone. <laughs> and that represents you. Or the stone you feel you have the right to throw at yourself. It is pink to stand out, but also to represent a new beginning and to change a way of thinking this morning, to embrace God's word as the standard for your life. This morning you can choose. You're gonna drop the rock, you're gonna keep the rock, you're gonna hide the rock, or you're gonna let go of the rock. Amen. Can we drop our stones this morning and choose life? Can we drop the rock and choose life? The presence of the Lord is in the place this morning. An awareness of God's love for you will change your way of thinking. An awareness of God's goodness for you will change your way of thinking. Because we sometimes think God is angry at us. And we sometimes think we serve a God that is harsh. But I want to tell you, we serve a loving God, full of mercy, 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 and grace.
as you hold that package in your hand. I pray that the Holy Spirit will bring to your heart, bring to your remembrance, the rock that you feel you have the right to throw at yourself. If you at home this morning online, I'm telling you this message is as much for you as people in the building this morning. Any stone you can pick up is a reminder to you to let go of that stone. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.